to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you to fulfill God's divine destiny for your life. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jen Tringale, and I'm just so glad that you joined us today. This is our last podcast of 2017. Hard to believe, but we are here getting ready to celebrate Christmas and move into a brand new year. I know this is such a busy time of year for everybody, getting ready for the holidays and going on with normal life in and of itself in the middle of all of that. And trying to get with family and friends. I know it can be a really exciting time, but it can really be a pressure-filled time as well. And so hopefully, maybe in the middle of all of that, you have taken some time, maybe in the car or wherever you might be, to listen to the podcast this month. And so I just pray that this will encourage you and minister to you and speak to your heart wherever you're at. And uh, I'm trusting the Lord that He will get you whatever you need during our time together. So I know for me, Christmas is super busy. Of course, I travel to be with my family for the holidays. And so travel always puts another twist into it. I think no matter whether you're traveling or you have family coming to you, whatever the case might be, I think the holidays really take an extra amount of grace for all of us. We have to have grace, dear God, for those malls and the traffic and the shopping but grace for each other. And it's something I've been thinking about over this last week. And the Lord had stirred some things in my heart about grace actually recently over the course of this last month. I was driving in the car, I was getting ready to minister, and I just heard this phrase in my heart. And it's actually from the Word of God in the book of John. And the phrase I heard was simply this, grace upon grace. And I thought, where is that in the Word? And so when I got to my room that night, I just started studying that phrase and where that came from. And God just really spoke some things to me that really ministered to me. It definitely shifted the course of that service that next morning. And so it's been revelation to my heart, and I want to share it with you. So I want to read this in the book of John in chapter one. This is where that phrase grace upon grace is found. And in John one in verse 14, which is really perfect for the Christmas season, it says this, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. John bear witness of him and cried, saying, This is he of whom I spake, and he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And in verse 16 it says, And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. Another translation says, And of his fullness have all we received, and grace upon grace. So lately, there's a lot that has been said about this word grace, and I'm not really going to get into all the Bible definitions of what it is or what it's not. That's not really my purpose, but just for the sake of talking about this portion of Scripture, I would simply define grace as God's undeserved love in action, supplying your every need. 
God's undeserved love in action, supplying your every need. So we could say this, we know that every day will hold grace for us. Number one, simply because we know God is with us, just because God, the creator of the universe, Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And he is the spirit of grace. So we know there is grace for every day simply because he's with us. And the second reason we know that there is grace is because the word tells us that all good comes from him. Listen to this, Psalms 104, verse 28. I love this verse. It says, he opens his hands and satisfies us with good things. You know, really, when you get down to it, that is the grace of God. The grace of God is his character. It's who he is. It's not just something that he disperses or gives, but grace, his undeserved love and action, supplying your every need makes up the character of who he is. And that verse in Psalms 104, it really captures that. This is his grace supplying our every need. You know, I thought about this phrase in John because to me, it could almost be a little bit redundant. I mean, think about it. If God's grace is his undeserved love that supplies your every need, then his grace is more than enough, right? I mean, Paul said, your grace is sufficient. So if God's grace is sufficient, then why in John 1 verse 16, does it say that he gives us grace upon grace? I mean, it could sound redundant. If your grace supplies my every need, then why do you have to say grace upon grace? Does it really require that? But when I got into studying this, I started to see why, and I think this will really speak to you and minister to you. I know it did me. So think about it this way. If God's grace was sort of like the ocean surf, and I don't know if this summer maybe you got any time to go on vacation or spend a little time at the ocean. Maybe you live near the ocean, and so that's something you get to do all the time. But I know for me, one of the things I love is just to get near the ocean, just sit on that beach, even if I can just see it. I love to hear the sounds of those waves just rolling in one after another and just crashing on the sand. I could watch that and listen to that all day. To me, it is just so restorative and so peaceful. I love watching that. And so if we could use this example of the ocean surf, God's grace is like that. In other words, the moment that you're in, okay, will bring a supply, a wave of God's grace that just comes crashing in and will give you and supply you exactly what you need in that moment. But because he is so good, In the rest of that day, in the rest of that week, in the rest of that month, there is wave after wave that is coming of his grace to meet your every moment and every need that that moment represents. There is a wave of grace for that. So what God was saying is, listen, there is grace for you, but my grace is an un ending supply. It will never run out on you. That's why Paul said 
His grace is sufficient. It just keeps coming wave after wave after wave. So no matter how your day goes, no matter how your month goes, man, you could be sitting there going, you know what? 2017 did not go like I thought it was going to go. And you know what? If that might be true, I can tell you this. There's still grace there for you. There is no limit to the supply of grace that God has placed at our disposal. And you know, we see this all throughout the Word of God, just this wave after wave of grace, this unending supply that God always brought to His people right on time. I want to give you a few of these just to build your faith. You know, there's the story of Noah in the ark, right? Usually most of us hear about that story in Sunday school, that God told Noah to build an ark, and then the rains came. The clouds in Noah's day kept pouring rain. I mean, rain after rain after rain. But he was safe because he was in that ark the Lord had led him to build. What about Joseph? In Joseph's day, there was an endless supply of grain, and God called Joseph And he said, listen, I want you to start building granaries. Well, they were in the middle of a famine. I mean, that just made no sense. But nevertheless, Joseph did it anyway. And there was an endless supply of grain to fill those granaries so much that they had to give it away. That endless supply of grain was God's grace. What about the children of Israel? You know, when they were in the wilderness, they had no water. Here they are in the desert. And God directs Moses and he strikes that rock. And out of that rock came water. But it wasn't just water for the moment. It wasn't even just water for the day. It was an endless supply of water that God provided out of that rock, met that need. It was that endless supply of grace. I love seeing how God does this, how he always does the same thing. That endless supply of grace comes when we just follow his leading. What about with Elijah and the cruise of oil? He called that woman and he said, go gather pots, get as many water pots as you can. And as long as there were water pots to fill, Elijah the prophet took that cruise of oil and it kept coming and it kept coming and it kept coming. That was just another example of those endless waves of grace upon grace upon grace. You know, it reminds me of one of my favorite passages in the Word, sort of famous to all of us, Psalms 23. But you know, even the psalmist David said, My cup runneth over. What was he talking about? He was talking about that endless supply of grace that God had given him. And that was his experience. The Bible says David, he was a man after God's own heart. So he knew the character of God. He was so close to him and his character was that grace, that endless supply. So we know that grace supplies our every need. There is grace for your moment, grace for your season, grace for your year. But there are some other things we need to understand about grace Psalms 45 verse 2 says this about grace. It says that grace is poured onto our lips. Grace is poured onto our lips. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 10, Paul said, It's by the grace of God 
that I am what I am. It's by the grace of God, he said, that I am what I am. How was Paul being what God had made him to be? Well, it had to be connected to what Psalm says, that grace is poured on our lips. And I want to share something with you out of the book of Zechariah in chapter 4. And we hear the first part of this scripture quoted a lot, but it's really interesting to see how it's connected to this grace upon grace and how we can collaborate with it. In Zechariah chapter 4, in verse 6, it says, Then he answered and spoke to me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 7 says, Who art thou, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. This is absolutely wild. So there is this mountain before Zerubbabel. And the Spirit of God says, this thing, this opposition, this mountain that you're staring at, it's not going to be by might or power, but it's going to be by my Spirit, says the Lord. And what he's saying is, by the time my Spirit through you is done with that mountain, it's going to become like a plane to you. And how is it going to transfer from being a mountain to becoming a plane that you can walk across? He said, you are going to shout grace grace unto it. Doesn't this make a lot of sense when we go back and look at Psalms 45, where the Bible tells us that grace is poured on our lips. So here's what I'm saying to you today. There is grace for your moment. There is grace to finish out 2017. There is grace upon grace for 2018. Grace to get you everything you need. Grace to open every door. Grace to put you in position. Grace to connect you with the people you need to connect with. Grace for every place that your destiny awaits. But in the middle of that, there's going to be some opposition that you face. And that same grace upon grace is how you are going to move forward through it. God says grace will be on your lips. My grace will be on your lips. And when you shout grace at it, it will become like a plane to you. Well, there's a number of ways you can do that. But I just want to give you this to think about today. A lot of times when you're facing opposition, it is opposition that is trying to talk you out of your destiny. It is opposition that is opposing your progression. It is opposition that's trying to keep you in a tight place or hold you in a tight spot or push you back. And one of the best ways that I have learned to come up against opposition is to shout grace at it by speaking about the character and the goodness of God. By speaking about His unending love for me that supplies my every need. 
about speaking about the faithfulness of God, the promises of God, and my covenant with God that perpetually makes a way for me and puts my feet where they need to be. I don't have to push open any door. I don't have to push and prod and and try and squeak in existence by. No, no, no. Grace supplies my every need. And so what do I do? I shout grace at every mountain. I shout grace at every door. I shout grace at every need. And I believe as you close out this year, and certainly for this Christmas season, you know, the enemy loves to try and come and paint a bleak picture in the middle of times that are meant to be so full of joy and so full of peace. And I know the holidays are supposed to be a lot of fun, but sometimes they come with a lot of pressure. Sometimes they come with a lot of anxiety about the future. Maybe it just comes because the holidays aren't measuring up to the picture-perfect scenario you know you have in your head. But no matter what, can I just say to you today that there is grace for you right here, right now. And if you'll open up your heart, And just pause right where you're at and say, Father, I receive your grace for this moment. I receive your unending supply based on your love for me. I'm telling you that grace will come rushing in and set your heart at ease. But beyond that, I believe that the Spirit of God will cause you to let that grace that is upon your lips come out of you and speak grace to anything and everything that you feel like opposes you. Speak grace. Speak of his character. Speak of his goodness. Speak of his track record. Speak of his faithfulness. It doesn't matter if the people closest to you, man, they're just saying, I'm not moving forward. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. It really doesn't matter what anybody says. You shout grace and grace will make the way. So I pray that this message of grace ministers to your heart, and I pray that it helps pave the way in your thinking about the rest of this year and a brand new year coming up ahead. I am so excited about this new year. I know that you are too, and I believe in the days ahead, God's going to have some really powerful things to say to us about what lies ahead for us in 2018. But I want to say this, know this, we love you. We pray for you at this ministry. We want to be an encouragement, a blessing to you, and just help you as you walk one step at a time to fulfill the call and the mandate that is upon your life. There is an anointing upon you to fulfill it, and there is an abundant supply of grace upon grace to meet you every step of the way. From my heart and from the staff, we want to say Merry Christmas, and we hope you have a wonderful holiday season. If we can be praying for you, let us know. Send us an email. You can contact us at booking at gentringale.com. We'd love to stand in agreement with you, but we pray that you are blessed. Be full of joy. Be at rest, full of peace, and Merry Christmas. We love you, and we'll see you here next time. Bye-bye.